What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam. Can the Braves catch a break? Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? No, Graham. No is the answer to your question. I even remember what I asked her in the intro, and I've been doing it for four years now. To my middle name. Oh, can, oh, can the Braves yes. catch a break. Right. They cannot catch a break. No, they cannot. Uh, and because of that, I'm doing okay. I'm a little sad about... Well, I'm very sad about Acuna. That, yeah. That was tragic yeah. on Saturday. I was already in kind of like a, a mopey mood Saturday laying on the futon watching that game upstairs by myself. And then that happens and I didn't even react. If that's on a hot Saturday night, I don't know what is. Yeah. I was about to order my Papa John's pizza. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Had a lot With our stuffed cheese in the crust there a little no, bit? No, I don't do that anymore. Oh, wow. I, I did that that one time and it was disgusting. Hashtag saves your sphincter. <laughs> sure, Graham, I'll, I'll give you that hashtag. Uh, but I feel like <laughs> stuffed crust was a great thing back in the day with Pizza Hut. And maybe Pizza Hut just does it better. Maybe. Because they're the original. Or maybe it's just something that I liked as a wait, child. Wait, wait, hold on. You think Pizza Hut the first restaurant to ever stuffed cheese inside pizza crust did i say any of that yeah you said maybe because pizza hut is the original folks to do that of like the of the chains the local yeah pizza chains oh, okay yeah all right I what, what do you like, got of all time are, are you, you gonna drop some restaurant from like italy or something no i don't they think doing that since 1722 Bob. no i don't think they would desecrate pizza like that it would be my my guess there's already enough cheese you don't need to put cheese inside the crust i've always been an anti-cheese in the crust person but you got to think, like, I mean, breadsticks are good, right? They're fine. I still don't... Breadsticks with a little cheese in them are good. It's fine. So why would you not want that at the end of because your Because you already got damn cheese on the pizza. It seems like it's overkill. It's like having bread with pasta. The pasta's already bread. You don't need bread with the pasta. Sure, it's good, but you don't need it. Well, it's not necessary. We're Americans, Graham. We I want. Know. We want more. Gorge. We want it all. Yes, we want it all. When we go all out and get a pizza, we want to just, like, really feel like dog shit afterwards. Sure. But, yeah, so my theory is that maybe it probably is just the same as it's always been. But, uh, you know, I guess 31-year-old Adam doesn't enjoy it as much as 15-year-old Adam. Mm. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> might be the most tragic news from Atlanta sports in the last week, I think. <laughs> so, Makes a Ronald Acuna Jr. injury look like uh, small potatoes. Yeah, so I think the, this, this whole pizza debate kind of sums up what this podcast is going to be. Trying to keep things light mm. due to all the tragic news, Graham. But let's let's dive on in to it if you're okay with that. The Braves wrapped up the first part of their season in Miami, taking two or three from the Marlins, still under 500. Uh, so that's that's fun. But the real story, as we mentioned, was Ronald Acuna Jr. tears his ACL trying to catch a line drive off the bat of Jazz Chisholm Jr. comes down on his his leg really awkwardly, looks like it buckled. So when he comes down on his on his leg, Adam, I thought you know you do see it bend a little bit, but I'm conditioned to the whole Giannis thing, like in the Hawks series, where it looked like that, you know, knee was torn, that ligament was torn for days, and now he's killing an NBA final. So I was like, okay, maybe Acuna will be okay. We've seen him writhe uh, on the ground with immense pain before many times where we think he might have torn something. He's taken ball after ball after ball to the hand at, at the hands of the stupid-ass Miami Marlins. So I was like, of course he's going to be okay. He's our damn superhero. Unfortunately, tries to get up under his own power, 
collapses. They have to bring out the medical cart. Once the cart comes out, you knew everything was was screwed. And it was just a matter of time before we would get the inevitable update from Twitter that Acuna would be out for the season with an ACL injury in about 11 p.m. that night. That happened. So this is just a nut, this is just like a, a sad end to a sorry episode, as as it was stated about the Pete Rose gambling uh, scandal when they were talking about that um, many many years ago. It's just like this season has been so awful. And this is an exclamation point on an absolutely horrific season for the Braves so far. Yeah, w- with Ronald, like, yeah, I mean, he, you're right. He has had, remember his rookie year, that's when he was up in Boston and, mm-hmm. like, he landed on first awkwardly and it looked like he snapped his leg in two. Right. And then he was out for a couple of weeks. So that was, like, really, I think a lot of us were holding out hope for something like that. But you could just tell by his reaction on the field. He's like, I mean, it was heartbreaking seeing him crying on the field. I don't know what the hell they were doing with first trying to make him walk in. And then, like, the cart, like, could they not find the key to the golf cart in the first place? should have been out there immediately. Yeah, like, I I don't understand why that took so long. So stupid. And then, like, you would have thought that they could have just driven him straight from the warning track, like, through, like, one of the outfield fences. Instead, they drive him, like, next to the dugout. And then he has to get out and limp until they can get a wheelchair to him while the fans watch him in uh, one of the worst moments of his life. Yeah, it was, it was poorly handled in all respects. And that's not to say if he gets on the cart faster, it's not a torn ACL, because I think that happened on the play, but it just made it look worse than it was. And maybe it did um, increase the actually amount of damage to his knee ligament. I have no idea. But That sounds like that sounds like a stretch, Dr. Graham. Let's not, it, it let's not go there. I, th- you know, I think we're, we're into science, not medical conspiracies. I'm sorry. <laughs> My main point was that it was tough to watch as a fan, and I feel sorry, more sorry for Ronald that he had to um, just be on camera for. I mean, that took like twelve minutes. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was awful. But yeah, this leaves this uh, Braves team, and it it sucks more for me too because I was starting to get a little excited, and they were starting to show some signs of some life going into the All Star break. Yeah, I mean, minus that bad series against Pittsburgh. I mean, you think about it. You, uh, you take two or three from the Mets, two or three from the Marlins. You drop the series against Pittsburgh, but you're on the verge of taking the series from the Marlins. So you won, about to win three of your last four series. And um, it's not like they've been playing amazing baseball, but they're playing good enough baseball to the point where it was like, okay, maybe the maybe we'll turn the corner. Maybe we'll go on a little run where we start winning you know, more series in a row rip off seven or eight wins in a row finally get over 500 establish some some rhythm and now it's just you look at it and you're just like whatever man playing san diego out of the break along with tampa bay i can't remember who comes first but it's uh i don't know it's a screwed situation no matter how you look at it well and i guess the larger discussion now is what does this i mean because we're still what four four and a half games out of first place Mm -hmm. that's the weird thing like if we're in another division right now we're screwed we're 14 games out yeah and it's a no-brainer we're sellers mm-hmm. and at this point it's still up in the air <clears throat> and I'm, I'm, I'm happy we're playing the Padres and then Tampa Bay out of the gates because we'll know exactly what we got and does this team still despite losing your we need a whole new outfield Graham yeah every single outfielder that you had right let's think about it beginning of the year Ozuna, Ozuna Acuna Pache are gone yeah are, are, are non-factors for the rest of the season Darno's gone I mean that's yeah, Darno's gone. Three of our top four hitters right there. Yeah. But of course, Soroka. Soroka, as we know, is, is who knows when the hell he's coming back. It, it's a deep list. 
Yeah. Uh, but Quas- Quasker. Wasker, although Wasker is coming back. Yeah, there's no official timetable, but he is throwing. Darno does look like he is coming back in August, which is which is good news considering how much of an albatross the damn catching position has been this season. I just think no matter how you you slice it up, um, it's time to officially, if you haven't already, and I kind of already had, I would say it's time to readjust your expectations uh, about this team completely. That's a reasonable statement, Graham. I thought you were going to say something like, throw in the towel, stop watching. No, no. Um, if you do that, you're a fair, fair weather loser. Or okay. say the season's screwed. Well. The outlook's not good, but we're not out of it. Right, we're but, not out but of it. But it's fair to readjust expectations, because yeah. I would agree. Even I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this is a World Series team right Or now. even a playoff team. It's a possible playoff it's team. It's a possible playoff team. Only, but, but there's a huge asterisk next to that, because it's like by default, because our, our division's so shit. Like you said, if we were in the West right now, we'd be in fourth place and 15 and a half games back of the Giants. So let's have this buyer-seller conversation, Graham. Right. My thoughts, and I've, I've kind of just formulated this right here on the spot. I've been battling with this a lot. Because really, we've got, we've got a couple expendable pieces that are not long-term keys, like uh, Charlie Morton. Mm-hmm. Drew Smiley's been pitching really well recently. Mm-hmm. Someone might want him. A um, couple bullpen arms, possibly. But I would be okay for still buying if we're getting a guy who's going to p- be a piece beyond this year, obviously. So if we can get a Cattell Marte mm-hmm. from the Diamondbacks mm-hmm. and trade some of our prospects, that's cool. Like, g- still give us a chance to possibly make a playoff push to keep things interesting for the next couple months this year. But really a bat that's going to be plugged in the lineup for next year and beyond. So as long as we're not getting some loser for the next two months just to try to make the playoffs and, you know, pad Liberty Media's pockets with some playoff uh, revenue. Mm -hmm. So personally, I'm still cool with being somewhat aggressive at the trade deadline as long as we get something for the future and can possibly salvage something out of this season. I was about to get really contentious with you. So I'd be like, there's no way we should try to be aggressive at the trade deadline. You and Sticker and Thoppers go screw off and all this shit. But I like the the route you're taking with this. That if you can get someone who can be a viable asset for you in the future, who can be a part of this team, a part of this core, that you not to say that you actually have to build around them because I think we have the pieces already in which to build around, but someone who can supplement, someone who can maybe take the place of an Ozuna or something like that that can be here beyond this year, I think that's totally fair. Regardless of whether or not make the playoffs, that's fine. Because we need help. The long-term plans of this franchise are very dicey right now. And I think, you know, it helps in two ways. One, it helps you try to contend a little bit this year. And two, more importantly, it helps you for the future. So I think that is the correct answer. I was going to go in a whole spiel about just, like, sell everybody and all this stuff. But I think... If you do what you're talking about, you can even mix it up a little bit. You could still say, yeah, we're getting rid of Charlie Morton because his value might be really high. He's, he's pitching his ass off. Um, but that doesn't mean we also still can't go get Cattell Marte in a separate deal. Right. You know, or something like that. I think that's the, the route they should take. Sell on the people that aren't going to be here for the future, but get someone in here who can contribute now and a uh, year or two or three down the line who who's, has a good deal. In the the middle ground, Graham. Yeah. It's a good place to live. Yeah. I think that is a, a very fair uh, way of, of going about things. What do you think they will realistically do, though? 
What do I think they'll realistically do? Well, I think yeah. a, a lot of it's going to depend on what we do over the next two weeks. So let's say against Tampa Bay and San Diego. Three games against Tampa Bay, three against San Diego. Let's say we go, I don't know, two and four, and we split four with with, with Philly, who's next. Um, they're probably going to sell. Probably be more heavy on the selling. Yeah, but if we're like, if that happens and we're like six, seven games out, mm-hmm. they're pushing the sell button a little more. What's even more telling is you got five against the Mets after four against Philly. It's all on the road. There's nine games on the road. I think that's going to be, you know, and that's right before the, literally right before the trade deadline. So if it hasn't been decided then, you know, before that series, it will be decided during that series. But I think regardless, yes, the hybrid approach should be taken. Um, I feel like, though, given the history of what Anthopolis has done, I just don't know. I don't know. I'm not optimistic. I know he's made good deals at the deadline. I just feel like this is such a different... But but th- those deals usually involved, you know, getting these bullpen pieces that really helped in the 2019 season, um, you know, for example. Like, those were just adding pieces... Yeah, he, that, that were nest, that you know was strengthening something that was a weakness, but we still have like a good core overall. This team is in shambles across the board, minus I guess the rotation right now. So it's kind of like I just don't think there's going to be anything that's done to really, you know, you can't make these kind of small deals uh, and expect to do anything. Be it getting rid of somebody or trying to get someone here, you gotta you gotta do something a little bold. Not something that's going to you know put the franchise in a horrible place, but something like they're going to Cattell Marte, you're going to have to give up, you know, decent prospect or two. Can't be getting rid of Colby Allard. You're going to have to be getting rid of uh, you know a Kyle Muller. I don't know someone someone who who's who's uh, proved themselves a little bit. Yeah, and as, and as I said, as long as whoever we're getting is going to be here for a few years, and we can hit the ground running next year, because <clears throat> assuming we bring Freddie back. I still think that's going to happen. I don't know, man. Like you saw the interview on the Athletic. Yeah, Freddie's Freddie's fine. He's not unhappy. Yeah, like all the fans are thinking that he is. He's talking to Alex Anthopoulos on the side. Mm-hmm. I I could see that deal happening sooner rather than later, just to kind of appease the fan base as well. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like you can't handle the. Like losing Acuna, and then losing Freddie next year. It's like, cool. oh, that's our one, two, three, four hitters out of the lineup now uh, yeah. from the team that just made the NLCS. Mm-hmm. That can't happen. No, I don't think they'll let that happen. And reading that athletic article by Dave O'Brien, I would recommend reading it if you haven't read it already. Uh, that was uplifting. Of course, that was like two days before Acuna then tore his ACL. But that's the way the roads, Graham. Yeah, I mean. I- until something happens, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be nervous about it. This has gone on far too long. This should have been a no-brainer. This should be done. That should have been done in the offseason. The fact that it hasn't been is, is very scary to me. And now, Freddie's playing how Freddie normally plays. You know, um, He's gotten over, I think, a little bit of the bad luck. You know, the batting average is in the 270s from when it was like 195 in May. You know, like he's... he's He's starting to find holes. The luck is the batting average and balls in play is getting back to where it was in his career. I know we talked about early in the season, even through June, he was hitting like 235 batting average and balls in play or something like some horrendously low number. 
Um, so it's like that's turned, you know, the powers, you know, he's hit, he had, uh, what, two or three home runs in that Marlins series. You know, everything's looking, Freddie's looking like Freddie again. And, um, and, and the luck is turning. So it's like, it would be interesting to see what he wants to do now with Acuna being injured. Because, I mean, it's going to be a tough season next year, I think, as well. Next year? Yeah. Why? I don't know what the pitching staff is going to look like. You know, especially if you get rid of Morton. And, um, you know, you got guys like Muller. You got guys like Wilson. Um, you know, Soroka's out. You know, who you have? You got Max Freed. Maybe Huasker, you know. I don't know. The pitching staff is a bit of a... I feel a, like you always forget about Ian Anderson. Ian Anderson, of course. I do forget about it, Even though he was my boy. He's still my boy. I still forget about like, Ian Anderson. Every every starting pitching rotation conversation that we have here. I know. I forget about Ian Anderson. <laughs> what, are we, what are we supposed to do with Drew Smiley? Well, we have Ian Anderson, too. True. I just... I don't know. The rotation will have a lot of questions next year, I think, still. And, and Anderson has been dealing a little bit, I think, with fatigue. So you wonder about the health of these guys um, and the way that these damn pitchers are conditioned. The Braves, again, in the draft are, are drafting a shit ton of pitchers because who knows who's going to work out and who, who knows who isn't. We can't take the health of anyone for granted. We all thought Mike Soroka would be the ace here forever. Who knows if we'll ever throw another damn inning of baseball again. It's kind of like I just don't know what to expect from the the conditioning of these, of these pitchers. Um, nothing is guaranteed. Not that anything's guaranteed with a position player there, but it seems like our pitchers just either on the disabled on the injured list, or they run a high risk based off their mechanics and the, the how hard they throw of of, of injuring their elbows and, and shit like that. I don't know. It just it wakes me out. That would be the the positive if say we we play terribly mm-hmm. over the next couple of weeks. We do sell Smiley and Morton. No, we're not getting rid of any future pieces either. Of course. And then we get to see Bryce Wilson up here for a couple months. We get to see Tukey. Don't forget about Mr. Tukey. Tukey pitched, has been pitching pretty well recently. He had like, well, it was like a 12 strikeout. strikeout game. Yeah. One walk. Yeah. Don't forget about Tukey. He's down in AAA. I think we'll be seeing him shortly. So, I mean, I'd love to see Tukey get an extended look. Muller the rest of the season. Bryce... Let's, let's see what these guys can do, and, yeah. then, and then we know what we have going into the offseason sure. and next year and what we actually need. Right. And I would love to see Bryce Wilson pitch more um, at the major league level. I still don't know why he was passed over. There must be something we don't know. Yeah, because, like, I mean, he goes against the Dodgers and shuts them down, and then it's like, back to AAA with you, heathen. It's like, what? Let him fucking start again. Like, what, what the hell? Maybe he's just, like, a complete bitch. I don't know. So there's got yeah, I think there's something that we don't some, know. Some attitude thing or something. Maybe. It's just really odd. Um But and then, you know, you start to think about too, the Ozuna deal just has completely screwed us. You know, we were expecting Ozuna to be a core part of our team for the next four years, including this season. And who knows if we ever get be able to get that money back. We're not gonna get into the whole legality of it because we don't we don't know. We're not really qualified to talk about well we're not really qualified to talk about what we're talking about, especially about legal shit. So it's like, what do you do there? Pache clearly is not ready. Waters is not ready. Um, there's a part of me that just wants to bring them both back up here and just say, screw it. You know, no pressure, long leash, do what you got to do. Work hard, take your lumps, see what happens. Yeah, that's the old Bobby Cox approach. Yeah, I mean, even if they're not ready, I don't know. It's just sort of like, are you really that soft if you come up here and you hit 
205, 220, whatever, um, and then you can't recover from that, I don't know. I just feel like now's the time to see what we, we have with these guys at a, at a, in a more elongated way. And I know Pache had more than enough time to sort of show us something, and he showed us literally nothing. But he's also still a very young guy. Waters are still a very young guy. I would like to see those guys get an extended look in the second half as we, as I said, as we readjust our expectations for this season. Yeah, especially, I mean, it it was already to the point. I was like, I'd kind of like to see Pache with uh, Azuna being out. But now that, who's our best outfielder right now? Heredia? Probably. Abraham Almonte? Although I, I, I do like my boy Arcia. Arcia's been doing well. Yeah. He's still not the long-term solution, but he's done well. Yeah. He's done well so far. But yeah, if Pache or Waters is not ready to step up, that's that's an issue for them as well. Yeah. Who do you put at leadoff now? I know Adrianza got the start on Sunday, which is not going to... I hope it doesn't happen, you know, forever. But who's, who's your guy up there? Dansby's been hitting well recently. He had a huge road trip. Yeah. I don't know if I'd throw him up there. That his on-base percentage is just such trash. I wouldn't mind seeing, as weird as it sounds, Freddie Freeman in the leadoff spot. <laughs> on-base percentage. On-base percentage is high. You want your guys with the better on-base percentage and higher up in, in the order. That worked for us last year. Acuna had like our highest on-base percentage. Freddie up was second. It was a great one-two punch. Why not punch. just hit Ozzy first, then? You can hit Ozzy first. But I like Freddie's <clears throat> on-base percentage more than Ozzy. Has there ever been a leadoff hitter slower than Freddie Freeman? Um, then Aaron Judge hit leadoff for a minute for the Yankees. He's an outfielder; like he can move a little bit. Yeah, no, he'd be slow, but I don't care about speed from the the, the leadoff position as much as I care about a guy who can get on base and set up the rest of the team. I feel like if you put Freddie first, then that like makes the rest of our lineup even worse because like already it's like once you hit. Like, it's only the top three people that were doing anything with Ronnie in there. Yeah. So now it's just Freddie and Ozzy? Yeah. And then you just hope and pray someone can do something. I guess Austin Riley, too. Austin Riley hits third after Thank God for Austin Riley. Yeah. He's still been a very steady hand ever since he got hot. Um, But yeah, I would go Freddie, Ozzy, Riley. Or if you don't want to do that, Ozzy, Freddie, Riley. Or Riley, Freddie, Ozzy. I don't know. This is terrible. It is terrible. (laughs) I don't know, man. Well, who, who would you... I all of a sudden just... You said Dansby. Sure. Dansby. Ugh. Freddie. Ozzy. Riley. Riley. Arcia. <laughs> and then whoever the hell else is up. Heredia. Almonte. Heredia. Kevin Smith. Oh, God. I kind of like Jonathan Lucroy, though. He's, he's not going to He laid down a bunt and he takes walks. He's, he's not going to give you much. Maybe he should bat lead off. Shit. At this point, what have we got to lose? It's so weird, though, looking at the lineup whenever you know, the Braves put on Twitter. Here's the lineup for today. It's like, you know, before Acuna got hurt, it was like, Acuna, Freddie, Ozzy, Riley. Oh. Then everyone else is just not very good. It feels like the 2017 season or something where you got a couple of guys in there who are great and the rest are just, ugh. Yeah. It's ghastly. Tough times, Graham. Yeah. Tough times. Very tough times for your Atlanta Braves. And I wonder, now, Adam, what does this do for us in terms of the dog days of summer coming up in, like, August? It's like, I guess we've got the Falcons starting to heat up at that point, but it's like, you know, especially, like, late July and August, it's like, it's all about the Braves. 
you're 100% invested. The Hawks are done. There's nothing else really going on. Braves are usually in a pennant race. Now it's just going to be like, I don't know. I mean, still going to watch, still going to pay attention, but it's just that, that feeling of every game mattering, every pitch mattering is not going to, it's just, it's probably not going to happen anymore. Well, I watched an Atlanta United match the other day. That's how desperate you were. Yeah, it's tough. I, I, I actually got like, you know, I was kind of into it. Wow. It started going that, that day I went to Midway Pub mm-hmm. and the United was on along with the Hawks. I was like, ah, this, this city still likes the United. Let's give it another chance. And we still suck right now. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of cool. I kind of like it because, like, there's so many players that were in that, uh, what do they call it, the, the Euro Cup? Was that what was just yes, going on? the Euro Cup was the just Euro going on. The Euro Cup was just yeah. going on, and then we got all these injuries. And it was, like, pretty much, like, four or five guys from Atlanta United 2 playing on our roster, including Alec Can, mm-hmm. who was former high school uh, classmate. Yep. And uh, it was cool to see him in, in the goal again. It, looked, it seemed like the early days of Atlanta United, they actually had some energy out there. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I might watch another match. I believe we play again this Saturday, Graham. Oh, wow. That's the most we talked about Atlanta United in, in quite some time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As, uh, and that's the thing that bugs me about United and why I can't put that championship on the level of like the Braves championship or if the Falcons or Hawks were ever to win a, a championship themselves. You know, it's like, think about uh, Jose Almiron, who used to be the running mate with Joseph Martinez, right? Miguel. Think about Miguel Almiron, who used to be the running mate with Joseph Martinez. He always set up Martinez for his epic shots. You know, John Stockton of, of Atlanta United, if you will. You know, this wasn't the final destination for him. He goes and plays in, in, in Europe to get the hell out of here and to, to play a better quality of soccer. At the end of the day, and also, you know, Guzan... Goes to play in the Euro Cup or wherever, right? And all these other guys, you know, go off to play and you know, during the season and they're and they're for their uh, respective countries and all that stuff. And that's fine. That's nothing against them, but it just goes to show that at the end of the day, Atlanta United is a minor league soccer team at at, at best. It's not the ultimate place to play soccer. It's not the best in the world. It's not like it is with bat with the Hawks, the Falcons, or the Braves. It's not the best in the world. And it'll never, it'll never compare to those three teams because of that, in terms of what it is. Because you have guys playing for other teams over United. Sure. And, I, and, I, and you know, it, it just bugs the, the hell out of me. when. And that's not to say you can't love United or United's not your number one team or anything like that. It just bugs me when, when you know, the comparison between, you know, United versus the other three teams. It's just like caliber of play is not the world's best. So it's like it's hard for harder for me to get invested when it's like oh well yeah Guzan's gonna go play for the Euro Cup for three weeks, well, great thanks you know it's just it's frustrating. I'd be like if I was a uh, Nashville Biscuits fan and the minor league team in Nashville or Montgomery Biscuits excuse me, it'd be like well the Biscuits are doing well but someone just got called up to to AAA and it's like well shit there goes our championship you know and it's very fresh that'd be very fresh. No one care about the Biscuits. Yeah exactly. It's, it's, I mean. Yeah, I, I get it, Graham. Yeah, but it's still your hometown team. Oh yeah, you gotta support them you and gotta stuff. Support it. Yeah, it's just it's just frustrating when and that happens. They play in the league that they play in. Yes, you can't control that. And a lot of other cities in the United States would love to have an MLS team. So appreciate what you got. Sure. Okay, that's that's another way to look at okay. it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Don't shit on my United. Okay. There's one more thing we gotta bring up, Adam, before we bring this uh, abbreviated show to a close. Time for me to eat. 
the biggest crow I've ever eaten. Shoot the crow out of the air. Let it fall to the ground with a mighty sh- ah! Let it hit the ground. Inject it with steroids to make it two times bigger than what it is. Inject the corpse. Feed it to me raw. Because Luke Jackson is still on the Braves. And I owe you $5. Not only is he still on the Braves. I thought you were going to like wax poetically about how good Luke Jackson is. He has been good this year. And this year alone. He could have been an all-star. Okay. I watched him pitch uh, Saturday. Oh, yeah. He's just... It's lights out. He's a dominating reliever. And it's weird, too, how much better he is at finding location, getting ahead of guys, not letting that many people on base anymore. I mean, he's, he's even better than he was earlier in the season when he was... I thought he was, get, he was getting extremely lucky, but now his pitches are a lot sharper, better location, and he's not walking people. Grant, were you a fan of... Did you watch Randy Johnson when he first came up to the major leagues? You're really like, going to compare no, no, Randy no, no, Johnson no, no, to no. Luke Jackson. You, you, you struggle with my, my train of logic here. I do. I do. So, Randy Johnson's first like four years in the majors. Check mm-hmm. his stats out. They're not very good. Okay. And then he got better. And, but you could see the raw stuff initially, just like you could with Luke Jackson. I couldn't see the raw stuff with Luke Jackson. I just saw pitches out over the plate. Well, you're blind. I'm not. You knew the last, the first five years of his career were, were trash, and now he's he's found something outside of that one month in like 2019 when he was he was good. It's like Charlie Morton, maybe, maybe. Hopefully, he continues to, to build on it. He's definitely, I would still say, our most reliable bullpen arm. Will Smith still gives me a heart attack every time he goes out in the damn field. Chris Martin's been mediocre, yeah, which is surprising. Yeah, um, there's gonna be a big, I think, a big discussion this off season about what to do with this bullpen. I don't know what where that will lead us, but I mean, it's like Luke Jackson's your guy. He's the only guy you can really consistently rely on 100%. And that damn Jesse Chavez. Jesse Chavez. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I was watching him pitch the other day. Yeah. I love the, I love that guy. He's fearless, man. I mean, any pitcher that wears those glasses as yeah. well. It's like a total like, dork. Oh, man. I, I love it. Yeah. 37-year-old. I think he, he could be the new Josh Tomlin. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, Josh Tomlin is... He's not the Josh Tomlin of a couple of years ago. No. So, yeah, Jesse Chavez and Luke Jackson, let's go. I'd go to war with those guys. Yeah, that's your bullpen now. It's your, it's your building your bullpen around. Yeah. A.J. Minter's good. Sometimes. Two out of every five appearances. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, I guess I mean I thought you were gonna say more great things about Luke Jackson, but that's no, a start. He, he's done. He's done well. He's the best pitcher on best bullpen pitcher that we have. That's saying a lot, actually. Yeah. So I mean, and he's proven it. Like I mean, you look at the hard contact rate is down, and he's just not walking that many people. He's not laying that many people on base anymore. He had a couple of spurts over the last couple of weeks where he allowed some runs, but you know that's gonna happen every once in a while. It's not like he was pitching terribly or anything. So it's a big difference between. Last year and early season, Luke Jackson and this Luke Jackson we're seeing now. Completely different. Demeanor, everything, the attitude, the location is fantastic. I can't, I have no complaints. Nice. You gonna watch the All Star game tonight? Uh, yeah, I gotta see Freddie play. Watched the Derby last night. It was fun. Um, really cool seeing, I don't know, did you watch the Home Run Derby? I did not. It was really cool seeing um, Trey Mancini, who's Orioles player who missed all last year because he got, like, colon cancer or something. And uh, it's, like, stage three or something. I thought he was going to die, and then he beats it and then comes back and 
finishes in second place in the home run derby last night. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Took Pete Alonzo to the, to the edge. And uh, I love Pete Alonzo, too, talking about, well, I think I'm the best power hitter in the world and all this shit. And I was like, well, you've only hit 17 home runs. Yeah. Like, I mean, you do have immense power. Don't get me wrong. But you're not, he's not Acuna. He's not Tatis. He's not Guerrero Jr. Um, you know, there's so many other people that have hit more home runs and have been more, have been better power hitters purely than than him i mean he's got he's got swagger and he's won the herman derby two times in a row but the the herman derby doesn't really matter we also had what like 45 home runs his rookie year 50 home runs his rookie year which is impressive yeah but he's failed to come close to that since then so it's like okay man and also i just hate the mets so sure we'd hate more the mets or the phillies i think phillies just from a recency perspective like i mean the mets had had that run what in 2014 or 15 where they went to the world series but other than that, they haven't been good since, like, we were kids. So it's kind of like, you know, the Phillies have been... The Phillies also haven't been good since we were, like, 22. So, but the Phillies were more of a pain in our ass in my most recent memory. So the Phillies went out in that respect. And they have Bryce Harper now. And they have Bryce Harper, who you just hate purely. I mean, the Nationals, for the last, I'd say, seven years, six, seven, six years, have been my most hated team in the division. But if you had to put it all time, probably the Phillies. What'd you do if the Braves traded for half a season of Max Scherzer? I love it. I love Max Scherzer. This year. Oh, I'd hate that. <laughs> <laughs> but then what if we won a World Series just with uh, Charlie Morton would just pitch eight innings and then Max Scherzer would follow with I eight mean, that'd innings. be fantastic. Luke Jackson close out every game. Freddie Freeman hits uh, solo homer. We're good to go. And we're good to go. It's a World Series team. We just need to add Max I Scherzer. mean, if you had a rotation of Morton, Scherzer, and Freed... Freed Going into the playoffs, you feel like you got a, sh- a, a damn good shot. Yeah, it's just your offense is going to suck. Those guys have to be literally perfect the beat entire them, time. Beat them one nothing, one nothing every game. Yeah, maybe get lucky and win like a two to one game. I'm in full buyer mode though. Let's let's, <laughs> let's trade some. Big-time I would never want to trade to the Nationals though. You know, we'd give them somebody that would turn into like a, a Hall of Famer or something yeah. like that. And only happen if we if we give them to the Nationals. Yeah. Food for thought though, Grant. Yeah. Let's see how it shakes out. Enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy your summer. We're never coming back after this episode. I'm just kidding. We will be back. Probably, actually, we won't be back next week. I don't think because Adam's going on a little sojourn to visit uh, Hugo in San Diego. Mm. So we'll give our regards to Hugo out there. Yes. And uh, I guess we'll see you the week after. Sure. Um, baseball's back, and we can get a little better perspective on where the Braves are. We will know by the time I return from San Diego. Yeah. Well, it'll, all, it'll also be like the week of the trade deadline, so... That is coming up, man. That's why. Yeah, it's right around the corner. middle of July. Yeah, a couple of weeks away. Yeah. Um, so, it'll be a big show. Yeah. I hope you guys are enjoying your summer, and uh, we'll see you when we see you. Hopefully not, if not next week, then the week after. So, until then, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitality soup. Hospitality soup.